Welcome to the Step Up to the Microphone podcast, where we take headlines from Bizarro World, mix them with a little world history, and a biblical worldview. Now here's your host, the man with the plan, A.W. Welcome back, people. It's been a week since I did this. Needed to take a little time off, take some time to get spiritually and physically rested. Because, you know, we have been at war. A spiritual and a physical war. And if we don't get our rest, we will wear ourselves out and the devil will come in and just KO us, knock us out. So, yeah, took a week off. Now I'm back. So, let's get into some Bizarro World headlines and tie it in with why we should pay attention to it, and how to win this spiritual war that we are in. So history doesn't repeat itself. It's a little bit of the Bible. So let's roll. Well, Bizarro World's getting crazier. I expected that. It always happens. That's why I had to take a little bit of rest. We've got everything from a $7 trillion budget that's going to force us to pay to kill babies to Joe Biden looking at a 10-year-old and making obscene comments that no man should make towards a child. So let's get into, into these stories. We'll start with this huge tax spike that they're going to give us with the $6 trillion budget they have that's going to make us kill babies with our money unwillingly. And this story is right here on the Western Journal. So let's get into this story and go over it a little bit. The headline of the story is Report Biden's $6 trillion budget calls for controversial retroactive tax increase. Well, I'm going to get into this right here on my thoughts on taxes. If the government wants to tax us into oblivion and keep us enslaved to them, they're going to do it. We should not be paying any kind of taxes to the government. The government is there to serve us. They should be making money off of tariffs, off of imports and exports. Not off of its own people. But for some reason, they love to tax the people. They love to enslave the people with taxation and debt. So let's get into this article. President Joe Biden's expected $6 trillion budget proposal calls for a controversial retroactive tax increase because it it assumes his proposed capital gains tax rate increase took effect in late April. Two familiar people with the proposal told the Wall Street Journal that Biden plans to raise the tax rate on capital gains from 23.8% to 43.4% for households with over $1 million in income and change the tax rules for unrealized capital gains at death. The tax rate's increase effective date would be tied to Biden's tax increase announcement in his American Families Plan that he detailed on April 28th. I'm going to tell you this right now. Anytime the Democrats or a politician has a plan called the American Families Plan or the Fight for America Plan, they're doing the exact opposite. They're trying to destroy the family. They're fighting against America. Let's get that through our heads right now because that's all we've seen. The government does not have our best interest at heart. But here we go. Let's get back into this article. Leaders of the six largest U.S. US banks testified before Congress on Thursday and issued a warning that retroactive tax increases would likely cause economic damage by scaring small businesses and investors. 
Anything that is retroactive creates extra anxiety and extra uncertainty. That would just slow down economic activity, David Solomon, chief executive of Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated, said. Yes, it would. It would scare everyone into not wanting to invest their money. It would take money out of the stock market. It would destroy everything. But they know this. That's why they're doing it. You need to read Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 so you can understand this stuff. Their plan is to destroy America so they can take out Israel, to take out Antichrist Israel, so they can get their little end-of-the-world party started early. That's their plan. Well, sorry, their plan isn't going to work. God's going to stop it. But let's continue. So I think retroactively is something to be very, very cautious about. And I do think a chilling of investment activity through a higher capital gains tax is something to also think through carefully. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Biden administration has tried to avoid imposing retroactive tax increases and many proposals will not take effective take effect until 2022. Capital gains taxes are different because of a significant rate increase in the control taxpayers have over them when they report their income. Congress will still need to approve any rate changes and retroactive effect, effective dates and not every Democrat is on board. Well, hallelujah. Maybe these Democrats are waking up and they're seeing the evil that's happening and that the money's going to be taken, more money is going to be taken away from the American worker, the American citizen, and given to Hamas, given to Saudi Arabia, given to Iran, given to our enemies, given to hurt the United States citizens. Maybe they're waking up. I doubt it, but we'll see. Biden's proposal would apply income taxes to those unrealized gains with a $1 million per person exemption. Even with raising taxes among high earners, Biden's proposed budget would run a $1.8 trillion deficit in 2022, according to NBC News. So, that's something else. They're trying to spend us into oblivion. They're going to put us in so much debt, we have to basically sell the country to a foreign enemy. Think the United Nations and setting up for a one-world government. Think World War III. That is the plan. The only way this plan doesn't happen, and I've said this before, is America falls on its face and repents for all the killing of babies, forcing drugs upon people, and all of our other sins. That's the only way we stop this. The only way. John the Baptist was out in the wilderness saying, Repent, for the time is coming. Jesus told people to repent, for the time is here. Well, the time is here, everyone. We need to repent. That way these things don't happen. We are in a literal war that we have no control over. Because we have not given God the power to have the control. We're trying to take control from him. And he's about to take us out to the woodshed you think it's bad now it will get worse sometimes we have to go through great despair to have great glory have a great change well we're going through the great despair right now everyone and if we don't turn our face towards God and repent it will get worse here's another story talking about this spiritual war we're going in this spiritual war that has made it to the physical Teacher on leave after condemning gender-affirming gender policy in school. Refusing to lie to students. Tanner Cross, a physical education teacher at an elementary school in Virginia, 
doesn't believe a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. I know the fact people hold this opinion might shock some people. Those people often work in media and split their time between metro areas of New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. When Donald Trump won the presidency back in 2016, they tried to understand what had happened by buying a copy of Hillbilly Elegy, but gave up after 50 pages. For the rest of us, we either think A, think this is common sense that's supported by science, or B, know a whole lot of people who think this is common sense supported by science. Tanner Cross doesn't live in one of those places, alas, which is why his job could now be in jeopardy. According to Fox News, Cross was placed on leave from Leesburg Elementary School in Leesburg, Virginia after remarks he made at a meeting of the Loudoun County School Board on Tuesday in which he referenced a recent 60 Minutes report which featured gender dysphoric individuals who regretted gender transitioning surgery. Y'all, I've seen multiple reports about people not wanting their gender transition surgery after they've had it. They have buyer's remorse. So he's just stating that. The speech came as Loudoun County Public Schools are considering a draft policy that would compel staff and students to refer to individuals by preferred pronouns. This is just sick, people. No, my little boy's a boy. My little girl's a girl. My little boy wants to act like a girl. I'm going to tell him no, he's a boy. We need to stop this in its tracks right now, people. Here's a statement from him. My name is Tanner Cross, and I'm speaking out of love for those who are suffering from gender dysphoria. 60 Minutes this past Sunday interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned, but they felt led astray because of lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their bodies, he continued. They are now detransitioning. It's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies that would damage children, defile the holy image of God. I love all of my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I am a teacher, but I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl, and vice versa, because it's against my religion. It's lying to a child. It's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. Well, thank you, Mr. Cross. You know what? I support you 100%. Come to Texas. Come here. Come get a job here. A group called Parents Against Critical Theory obtained a Thursday email from Leesburg Elementary School Principal Sean Lacey announcing cross leave. I'm contacting you to let you know that one of our physical education teachers, Tanner Cross, is on leave beginning this morning. In his absence, his duties will be covered by a substitute staff already working in our building, Lacey wrote. I wanted you to know this because it may affect your student's school routine because this involves a personal matter I can no, offer no further information. However, a school spokesperson said, that the decision to place an employee on leave is not the principal's. The contents of personnel files are confidential under state and federal law. I cannot comment other to say that Mr. Cross is on administrative leave with pay, the spokesman said. The issue under debate here is a draft policy 8040, which deals with the rights of transgender and gender expansive students. LCPS staff shall allow gender expansive or transgender students to use their chosen name and gender pronouns that reflect their gender identity 
without any substantiating evidence regardless of the name and gender recorded in the student's permanent educational record, the policy reads. School staff shall, at the request of a student or parent legal guardian when using a name or pronoun to address the student, use the name and pronoun that correspond to their gender identity, the policy continues. The use of gender-neutral programs are appropriate. Inadvertent slips in the use of names or pronouns may occur. However, staff or students who intentionally and persistently refuse to respect a student's gender identity by using the wrong name and gender pronoun are in violation of this policy. This policy's sick. Why are we confusing our kids? It's sick. We need to let this teacher know that we stand with them. That's what we need to do. We need to let him know that he has people that has his back. No, we do not need to call little boys little girls, or little girls little boys. Call them, call them them, or him, or she, she, or shim, or sham, whatever the heck they want to be called. They were given a gender by God Almighty at birth, and there's no way around it. I'm sorry. It's the truth. If you were born with twigs and berries, you're a boy. It's that simple, people. We don't need to be confusing them anymore. This is Sodom and Gomorrah 2.0, and we're going to burn in hell for it. This is all part of this spiritual war I've been fighting that we all fight. Ephesians 6.12 talks of it. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It talks about it. But it also gives us the weapons and the armor on how to defeat it, on how to battle it. Ephesians 6 gives us that as well. But 2 Corinthians reminds us of it. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Then Ephesians 6.10, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. I mean... You have verse after verse in the Bible telling us to be strong, and this is a spiritual war. Not to be strong in ourselves, not to be strong in the world, but to be strong in Jesus Christ. He's the final authority on this. He's the one that tells his father, yay or nay. He's the general. He's the one that's going to throw Lucifer in the cage for all of eternity. But yes, we are in a spiritual war. This isn't like a physical war. A physical war, we'd see destruction and all sorts of stuff. Physical wars are nation versus nation, principality versus principality. They're over territories or resources. They wreak physical destruction, loss of physical life, physical damage to the human body, and mental disorders. Spiritual wars, completely different. Completely different. Yeah, they're going over spiritual territories, but we don't see that here. We don't see it in the natural. Yeah, it can target us mentally and hurt us. Spiritual wars will batter your soul and depress you. If you don't have your armor on, if you don't have your shield up. That's why the devil does things the way he does them. To tear you down from the inside. If he can tear you down from your mind out, he's won the battle. You've opened the door to him. You've taken down the shield of faith and taken direct hits to the breastplate of righteousness. Or the belt of truth. And it's game over. This is spiritual warfare, y'all. The whole transgender thing and the whole taxation without representation, 
All of this is spiritual warfare to attack us. Everything going on is attacking our spiritual selves right now, our our souls. And if we don't put our armor on and stay fervent in prayer and keep the foundation on God in the Bible, then we have no chance in hell. None. This is true spiritual war. Unadulterated and it will kill you. Not physically, but spiritually. It will give you the second death. That's why we need to stay steadfast in prayer. It's not enough just to keep the armor on. We have to stay steadfast in prayer with that shield of faith up, people. All day long, every day. No getting around it. Yeah, you can take some rest, but make sure your shield's up. Take a little spiritual rest, but keep your shield up. Because if you don't, the devil will come in like a banshee and wreak havoc. Now, prayer is vital in all of this. Otherwise, Daniel wouldn't have prayed for 21 days for the archangel Michael to come. It wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have verses like 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Ephesians 6.18, or 1 Thessalonians 3.10. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Thessalonians 3.10 Night and day, praying exceedingly that we may see your face and may perfect that which is lacking in your faith. We are constantly being reminded to pray, people. That will strengthen our armor. That will strengthen our soul. It will keep the bedrock firm. Here's Ephesians 6.18 With all prayers and requests, praying at all times in the Spirit, and being watchful to this end in all perseverance and request for all the saints. Again, telling us to pray all the time, not just when things are going south. All the time. Every second of the day, be fervent in prayer, even if it's just in your head. Pray. Pray hard. Don't back down. That's what we do way too often. Things get going good and we back down. Well, guess what? You just open the door up. Your armor's going to be attacked. You're going to take a direct hit. So let's look at another story. This story is off of ChristianHeadlines.com, and it's a sad one, y'all. Study, more churches closing than opening. It's part of that spiritual war we're in, people. A new study from Lifeway Research su suggests more Protestant churches closed in 2019 than opened, continuing a decades-long congregational slide that is only expected to accelerate. The study which analyzed church data from 34 Protestant denominations and groups found that 4,500 churches closed in 2019 while about 3,000 new congregations were started. The 34 Protestant denominations account for about 60% of U.S.-based Protestant denominations. Even before the scamdemic, the pace of opening new congregations was not even providing Enough replacements for those that closed their doors, said Scott McConnell, executive director of Lifeway Research. You see what's been happening? They've attacked the church. They got us to where we don't even believe in going to church anymore about what God wants. Fellowship. Seriously. It's getting bad, people. Real bad. The study also pointed at, to the hastening of cl church closures. In 2014, found there were 3,700 church closures compared with 4,500 in 2019. Scholars caution that accurate information on church closing is very hard to come by and also that numbers of closings are still relatively small. There are between 320,000 and 350,000 Protestant churches in the U.S. 
So the closure of 4,500 churches represents a loss of 1.4%, said Scott Tuma, a professor of sociology and director of the Harvard Institute for Religion Research. But another study from the Center for Analytics Research and Data affiliated with the United Church of Christ painted an even starker picture. The study published in April estimated that in the decade ending in 2020, 3,850 to 7,700 houses of worship closed per year in the United States, or 75 to 150 congregations per week. It also projected those numbers will double or triple in the wake of the pandemic. Yes, more churches will close than not open because of this stupid scamdemic they put on us, people. Do you see the spiritual warfare? They've done anything they can to make the church disappear. No. That's something we're going to have to fight. We need to build the church back up. That's part of being the hands and feet of Christ. Even if it's a small house church, build it up. The biggest reason for church closings is a decline in church membership. A March poll from Gallup found that fewer than half of Americans say they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from more than 70% in 2000. So basically, we've allowed our culture to be so rotten and evil that people aren't going to church. I mean, seriously. We have homosexual stuff on Disney in front of our children. Why do you think we're not going to church? We promote movies with homosexuality and murder. Why do you think we quit going to church? It's all part of the spiritual warfare. They've been fighting it really well. And we've just sucked it up and gone with it. We haven't fought back. We haven't armored up. We haven't thrown that shield of faith in their face. So yes, we need to get the churches back open. But we need to do it with one and only one doctrine. None of this Church of Christ, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran. One doctrine. The Holy Spirit. And that's it. What it says in the Bible and that's it. Not twisting it for your purpose or your narrative. What the Bible says, screw theology. What does the Bible say? Not what some pastor that preaches in seminary tells you or tells the pastors. Go off the Holy Spirit and believe it. Go 1 John chapter 4 every time. Test the spirits. Make sure they're right. Don't do something or follow what a pastor says just because they said it. Always verify that what they're saying comes from the Holy Spirit. And the spirit that's telling you that it's coming from the Holy Spirit will admit these two simple things. Jesus Christ died for your sins and he is the Son of God and part of the Trinity. And also remember, 2 Timothy 2.4 No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Remember that. We don't need to be looking at the world and what's going on in it. We need to look at the spiritual battlefield and keep our eyes focused. Keep our eyes focused on God. That is what Jesus calls us to do. Well, that's all we have for today, y'all. If y'all enjoyed it and y'all want a little bit more world history mixed with current events and a biblical worldview, hit that subscribe button. Also, check us out on WordPress. And remember, if you really liked it, rate it and review it. Well, y'all have a great night and a great day. God bless.